Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Monday the 26th of April. My name is Zara Seidler and helping me make sense of today's news is Sam Kozlowski. Making news today, Biden recognises Armenian genocide. News on the Indian submarine. Some good news about sacred land in Victoria. And an update on the COVID-19 storm currently hitting India. Here's today's Daily Digest. Joe Biden has become the first U.S. president to formally recognize the massacre of Armenians under the Ottoman Empire as genocide. The Turkish foreign minister reacted to Biden's statement, tweeting, We are not going to be taking lessons about our history from anyone. We completely reject this statement that is only based on populism. The Indonesian Navy has officially declared its missing submarine has sunk after oil and debris were found over the weekend. Officials say oxygen supply for its 53 crew ran out early on Saturday and there was no hope of finding any survivors. The submarine was first declared missing last Wednesday after the Navy lost contact with the vessel while doing torpedo drills. At least 27 people have died and 46 are injured after there was a fire in a hospital in Baghdad that was housing COVID-19 patients. The origin of the fire is still under investigation. However, there were early reports the fire was triggered by an exploding oxygen tank. A spokesman for Iraq's Civil Defence Force announced that the dead were mostly older people on ventilators. And today's good news. A sacred grandmother tree and culturally significant land to the Jar Jar Wurrung people in Victoria will be protected after crowdfunding raised $150,000 to buy back the land. It's estimated that the River Red Gum tree is 400 years old. The land will now be used to host the Cooley Business Young Men's Group, Titter Business Group and the First Nations Youth Program. So last night we got some really devastating numbers from COVID-19 cases in India and I thought it was important to update everybody on what's going on in the country because it is truly a storm of infections. So in the last 24 hours there have been 349,691 COVID-19 cases and hospitals in Delhi and across the country have begun to turn away patients. This is a new global daily record for the most number of COVID-19 infections in a single day. And Prime Minister Narendra Modi has urged all citizens to be vaccinated and exercise caution. But he says the storm of infections has truly shaken the country. It's provoked an international response and the US are considering today whether to send aid straight to India. It's actually the fourth straight day of record peaks and hospitals are having some real trouble with supplies of medical oxygen and beds. Prime Minister Modi is under increasing criticism for letting his guard down, essentially, and allowing big religious and political gatherings to take place when India's cases plummeted below 10,000 a day only a couple of months ago and did not plan on building up the healthcare systems in case of an emergency like what we're seeing at the moment. If we go back only a month ago, daily cases have gone up eight times and deaths by 10 times. India's total tally of infections now stands at 16.96 million and 192,000 deaths. But experts do believe that the death count is probably far higher. One of the leading newspapers in India called the Indian Express has got their hands on an internal government document that reveals that the Indian Health Department is expecting the current surge to peak in a couple of weeks in mid-May, with the daily count of infections reaching 500,000. It's worth noting here that the Indian government hasn't responded to the leaking of this report, so it's hard for experts to confirm these numbers. 
So what's actually gone on here? Why are we seeing such a dramatic spike in deaths in India? We mentioned some of the government policy issues before, that there was huge religious gatherings that were allowed to be held. And from some perspectives, you can understand why the Indian government made those decisions. While many other parts of the world were struggling to contain COVID-19 earlier this year, in India daily infections were under 9,000 a day and fewer than 80 deaths, which considering the population of over a billion is relatively good statistics. But it's believed a new variant across India has caused this huge spike in deaths and infections and it's removed the perceived blanket of herd immunity that the Indian Health Department believed that many in the country had. And that was why there weren't huge numbers of infections up until in the last month. Social distancing and masks have been almost non-existent in the country now for some time. There was a religious gathering in the last month with a crowd of 25 million Hindu pilgrims. And Prime Minister Modi himself addressed a crowd of 800,000 people in Kolkata. So looking ahead to the next few weeks in India, it's going to be a very dire state of affairs and the big issue they're facing is this lack of medical oxygen. We reported last week on the decision from the Indian High Court to divert all oxygen supplies used in industrial processes to hospitals. But judging by the huge lines at oxygen refilling centres, by the signs outside hospitals saying oxygen out of stock, this is a major issue. Experts believe this is going to be the key to the severity of India's wave of COVID infections. While it might feel like an instance of too little too late, the government has ramped up efforts in the last few days to get as much medical oxygen to hospitals as possible. They're doing this with special oxygen express trains, mobilizing the entire air force to distribute tanks, and recruiting a massive number of trucks owned by the private sector to transport tankers across the country. We'll keep an eye on this story for you and bring you up to speed with everything that's happening in India and abroad with COVID-19. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 100,000 Australians get their news throughout the day, and we would love you to become part of the community. Have an excellent week.